1: Hello and welcome to South Africa on 99.94. I am Neil Manthorpe, my co-host is Longani Zama, but you all know that um, already. Um, I'm delighted to say that uh, your questions are beginning to come in uh, thick and fast now, and uh, plenty of questions and suggestions about the way forward for South African cricket after the demise of the first two Test matches against australia, and thank you for those, and we will get to all of them, many of them are replicas, as you can imagine, but uh, I promise you we will get to all of them uh, but but for now, I'm more interested in uh, Langani your views on all sorts of um suggestions for South African domestic cricket going going forward at the moment you know we as just in case anybody has forgotten or didn't know, um, we had six franchises which were an amalgamation of the 15 provinces or 14 provinces uh, they were all separated into back into their provinces um seven in the second division eight in the top division so they play only one round of matches seven first class matches and what i find peculiar is that people are using that as an excuse for um, the quality of batting that uh, south africa produced in australia well <laughs> it's it's the system has only just been introduced. Um, you know, players have have played. Uh, the, well, the top five batsmen have been playing for over ten years. But what what are your thoughts, and what's the feeling back home in South Africa about the the way forward? Because you know, with the way the new world is structured, with the SA Twenty at its centre, and Everything else built around it, um, the, the first-class games appear to have been um, sort of dotted around on the periphery, um, and that's not going to sustain the current crop of good players, let, let alone, never mind, produce new ones. It,
0: it was a worry for me that the minute it was announced because you you sensed it was a, a watering down of of a system that <laughs> you build up. I mean. I, I played a rung or two below Super Sports Series at the time that it was the Super Sports Series and it was six strong franchise teams. And the I think it was the South African Airways three day challenge that was below that, which was deemed first class cricket, but it was tough. It was it was proper, proper, tough cricket. Like you you would run into I think there was a game we played EP and there was Mfuneko Ngam playing for EP and you Monanto Haywood would play for others and you know, Johan uh, van der Vath played for Free State at some point. They they, they were proper big guns. So, you know, I think even Ashwell or Herschel played for Western Province B the one time. So you run into serious cricketers and you know that they are at SuperSport Series and beyond that are SAA and then South Africa. It's a proper, proper system and it's elite. Um, and when you water it down and you now make it Yes, two divisions, um, you're trying to appease every single union, but in that process of watering it down and spreading, you're you you you're diluting a lot of, of, of the proper serious cricket and, and it, it's a worry. I mean, you can't judge it now because it's only a couple of rounds in, but it's a worry because in doing that and spreading so much of it, there's no time for all these fixtures. You still got the, the, the T20, the domestic T21, the I think it's the Africa Cup. Then you've got the the, the 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 domestic fifty over stuff. Then you somehow squeeze in a couple of rounds of of Red Bull Cricket, and then obviously SA Twenty now takes out six weeks of the season, and and that's not moving. So where Super Sport Series was the pinnacle of Red Bull Cricket and was the priority of of any cricketer, um, that's been flipped on its head. The priority is now SA Twenty, and everything else is kind of conveniently shifted in there and that's all well and good for the back pockets of players but for the future of the test game you can see that it's just going to become less and less of a priority it's, it's, it's almost in line with how much test cricket is, is scheduled for South Africa over the next few years it's almost as if the ICC looked at it and said well if you're only giving yourself a handful of first class matches anyway you probably only need three or four test matches a year which is scary because you're just going to slip further and further away. It, it, it's incredible to think that South Africa, even competing to for the World Test Championship, because they just don't play enough red ball cricket. And it shows. There's no application in terms of batting and in terms of bowling. There's one day lengths and and, and one ball lines. Um, you know, limited overs cricket uh, line and lengths. Um, there, there's there's no patience. Um, not to go back to that horror of the second test, but Cameron Green. the the two wickets that he got to to, to break the partnership of Marco Janssen and um, Cal Verena was boiling about fifth stump and just waiting, not trying to rip out middle stump or or anything like that or throat ball. It was just good old-fashioned first-class cricket where you bowl fifth or sixth stump, back of length, and you trust the ball's going to nibble either way and ask questions of the batsman. And if you do it consistently enough, eventually you're going to nick off or you're going to get LB or you're going to get something. Um, you don't see a lot of that with the South African team. They, there's, there's three or four lengths bowling and over. There's, there's, there's an urgency to get people out. You don't outpatient people. And on they, they the same can be said about the batting in terms of just lack of application. That goes back to not playing enough red balls and, and, and facing 400 balls to make 200 or 250 balls to make 100 and feeling really good about your technique and secure and knowing where your off stump is. A lot of these dismissals are, are bred by playing a lot of pitball cricket where you can't afford to shoulder arms once. You've got to get going and get going immediately. And it shows, sadly.
1: Okay, uh, just to um, point out that the World Test Championship, I mean, I I am of the opinion now, obviously, I'm still just recovering from shock. Um, from the first two test matches. I wasn't actually shocked by the first the first test of the Gabba because it finished in two days, and I'd just seen the two previous test matches finish in two days as well, also in defeat. Um, I'm more shaken by the, um, the lack of competition shown on a good pitch at, at the MCG. Anyway, just to point out that um, South Africa could still qualify for the World Test Championship, and what an extraordinary thing that would be. It's like a, a one-legged man... <clears throat> competing in a 100-metre race, um, you know, if they avoid defeat or, or even win the SCG test, which I can't see happening, and then beat the West Indies in two test matches in their final World Test Championship assignment, they um, still could qualify for the World Test Championship, which w- would be an extraordinary thing. Um, but I, I wanted to follow up on, on your point there, uh, Sams, about... The traditional selection criteria, the traditional route um, in which players have earned the right to be noticed by the national selectors. Um, And, you know, and um, learning by repetition, bowling 1,000 balls, 10,000 balls, facing 10,000 balls, scoring runs, go away to provincial cricket, do it for two or three years, take wicket score runs. And it's a very traditional uh, route. but it has to change Um, those values no longer they're not irrelevant but they cannot apply in the way that they have used to there has to be a change in mindset and philosophy and a fast-tracking element um i just wrote an article um in which I imagined somebody like Tristan Stubbs, who didn't play in the first two rounds of the first-class competition. He wants to play test cricket. He would love to, but he couldn't get into his provincial first 11. So he he didn't play the first two rounds of first-class cricket. And I think that some some lateral creative thinking needs to be applied here, change in philosophy. And for somebody like him, the national selector, Victor, Victor and Pizang, who... Who is a, a lovely man, uh, but doesn't do very much selecting, uh, in my humble opinion. He really doesn't do very much. He's not proactive. Uh, and in fact, he's a reluctant reactive. But if, if he said, for example, Tristan Stubbs sees the ball well, clearly, hits it even better, and he's keen to learn, and, and he's smart, let's fast track him. Let's abandon those old traditional conventions. Let's fast track him. Hey, Pakistan have been doing it for 30 years, fast tracking highly talented youngsters in. And whereas the likes of me have been saying, you can't learn test cricket on the job. Well, I'm changing my mind. Um, so, for Tristan Stubbs, so rather than learning about first class cricket and then slowly transforming that first-class learning into test cricket. How about we just have a week's intensive learning session with Hashim Amla, Neil McKenzie, Shark Cat, whoever. But, you know, Hashim, and, and so he spends four hours batting in the middle. Four hours, not 40 minutes in the nets. And, and he's, he's imbued with that knowledge and that experience. And we, and we take out that low, slow glacial journey into test cricket that you have slowly, slowly learned. So, so a change of structure <laughs> to make more efficient the traditional methods, but also a change of philosophy because the world's changing. There isn't time anymore for those
0: old routes. Yeah, it's, it, it's happening too slowly. And, and, and like you say, by the time Stubbs gets an opportunity to be picked... He's already been picked by three or four franchises around the world who are happy to pay him £250,000 each. So why would you wait for a precious first-class cap to play three days, four days of cricket? It happened to David Miller. He was desperate to play test cricket, desperate. Genuinely, genuinely desperate. And there was a criteria that said you have to average 40 and you have to do you know, this checklist, this precious checklist. England don't have a checklist when they picked Ahmed as as, as their leg spinner. Now there was no checklist. When you know we spoke about Warner and how he came into the Test team, he's just finished a hundred Tests now. There was no checklist for him. There's there's a fast track for for talents, which if your selectors are doing their job properly, they are watching. So your Jonathan birds and your Devil Brevis and your Stubbs, people of actual potential, you you. you you tell them early, and unfortunately that's the way life works you're talented you're special you stand out from the rest you're not going to go in the same queue you know you go to our timber, there's 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 a queue for everyone else and then there's a discovery queue on the side which you still go on the same plane but you just get there faster for a reason because you're talented and if we let you go there there's a big risk that we run losing your talents to Del Bankenstein's sons, both now have gone to England and one of them is showing serious signs of eventually playing for um, I think Gloucestershire I'm not sure, it might be a no- Nottingham but <laughs> because the system was too long, he wasn't picked for SA Under-19 because there had to be a certain number of players that were picked and they felt that he was too young but he was the best player in terms of stats but we won't pick you because you're 16 and there are other Under-19s who deserve an SA Under-19 cap because they won't get another chance so we won't pick you, even though you're the best player. And he said, okay, well, I'll pick my bags and play county cricket where they pick me on talent and not protocol. If, if, if you don't fast track the best players, there are too many options in world cricket now that players will take and are happy to not – they'll, they'll forego – t- why, why would you take a test cap and go and lose a series in five days over two test matches when you can go <laughs> – you could have been playing in the Big Bash in the same country – and earning like fuffers, 200, 300,000 dollars, and then you're going to come back home and play in the SA20 and earn another packet, and then go to the IPL, and then go that's Tristan Stubbs's path. He can do that. He doesn't need a test cap. You, South Africa. He wants one. But you, you want to ask him the same question at the end of this test series, and you want to ask him that same question again in two years' time, if nothing changes. Does, this, does the test cap still hold the same appeal it did when you were finishing off matric? Ask David Miller. There came a point where it didn't matter anymore. He gave two seasons of giving everything, playing everything for the Dolphins, doing his utmost to get noticed. And it was no, 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 no. And then eventually he drew a line and said, okay, well, that's not going to happen. So my priorities now shift purely to white ball cricket. And his bank manager will tell you that it was the best decision he made. Um, And if you look at it now, he's still playing, he's still at his peak. Would you rather have him coming in at six and playing his natural game? As so many other teams have started picking six, number six batsmen who are going to come and give you a a jolt of energy in the middle of an innings at about 60 overs before the second new ball, or the plodders that are currently there who are scratching around and making one of 20 and then running themselves out. But that's, that's what happens when you don't fast track talent and say, You're too good not to be given a chance at all levels, at all formats. But you're going to wait your turn and wait your turn and wait your turn. Tristan Stubbs will wait for a while. Devo Brevis will wait for a while. Jonathan Bird will wait for a while. And then eventually, off they go. And he will make millions and he'll make thousands of runs and he'll look back on his career and there'll be someone who's got 50 caps and he'll have 50 million. You tell me who's happier. <laughs> uh, okay, let me think
1: about that in, 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 the, in the break and we'll come back in just a moment. I'm Daniel Norcross. And I'm Rory Dollard.
0: And between us, we are
1: England Cricket
0: on 99.94.
1: We'll be every week looking at the ups, the downs, the runners, the riders, the news and the views on all things English cricket.
0: And believe you me, there are plenty of ups and downs. Join us, England Cricket, on 99.94.
1: Yeah, Zams, good point um and uh, as always touching very strongly on reality um, you know that there's no doubt whatsoever that, that that players want to play for their countries as you have said right from the very start of 99.94 you've always said you know don't don't discount the dream that players have certainly in south africa of representing their country um but uh, at, at some point sooner and sooner They'll be faced with uh, the prospect of the the long, hard slog of uh, earning a national cap uh, or a test cap, but and th- and there will be a manager or an agent who will say, uh, "Here's the route to your test cap, and here's the route to financial security for life before your before you're 30. It's just, it's not a, it's a, it's a no brainer. I mean, you you'd be you'd be deluded to to say no that the test cap means more to me um than than financial security i mean it's um that's the reality and and so i i just kept feeling during the course of the mcg test match the brief period that south africa batted anyway i just kept feeling thinking if we if we had um whoever they were you've mentioned uh John O'Bird a few times and there's uh, Jordan Herman and um, young bats young I mean you know he was placed he was placed in a one day box in a white ball box like from the very beginning of his international career I don't understand it but if they were there in their in their early to mid20s and they experienced that boxing day atmosphere the cauldron of the MCC. It was extraordinary. You know, I'm so lucky to have done a few of them now, but you know, as it was, we had a bunch of 30 somethings knowing full well that even if South Africa play a test match again, there on boxing day, which is highly unlikely.
0: They certainly weren't going to. So opportunity wasted. Big, big opportunity wasted. Um, On the back of the opportunity that was wasted at the T20 World Cup, um, so again, the succession planning—you've you, got to ask. You, you said now, Yannimal Malan has been boxed as a white ball cricketer by who? Who? I don't know. I don't know. He's got a first-class average of forty-eight. So who did put him in that box? And 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 whoever did has either moved on in the system, and because if they haven't, and they're part of this current regime. If Victor Pitsang hasn't put him as a white ball cricketer, why is he not considering him for selection? His numbers are better, first class numbers, are better than anyone else on tour. Anyone else. Why is he not in Australia when the one thing that South Africa lacquer runs? It's a serious question. It's, it's a serious question. If, if, if he averages 48 and the team can't even make 200, why would he not be in that team? unless victor simply come in and is also just buying the logic that oh well if he's been called by who came before me a white ball cricketer then that's all he'll be under my regime. then you you, then you're not really doing a job you're just a placeholder you're just doing what was done before and it's just under a different name the whole point of a change of selection policy and a change of structure and a change of personnel is to change things not to keep doing them the same. It's to change. You change your captain because you say, Dean Elga's not working. So we will go with Aidan Markram, or we will go with Kachis or Rabada, because we want a new direction and we we want a new energy. That's the point. But if they're going to go and go to press conferences and do exactly what Dean Elgar's done and speak the same language, and, then w- w- what is the point? It's not to replicate. It's to change. It's to dynamically change the way... Baseball is a whole phrase because... They looked at it and said, the system is not working. Our test team is not performing to the levels that our white ball teams have, have, have you know, that's change. That's actual measurable change. And even if you stuff up once like they did against South Africa at Lords, you go, "Nope, we are sticking to it and we're going to win Old Trafford and we're going to win the Oval and we're going to win the series. And we're going to go and do the same thing in Pakistan again. And we're going to go to the ashes and we're going to commit. That's change. South Africa has not changed.
1: OK so I've deliberately steered away from from using the term baseball, and I've tried very hard in the last two podcasts not to use England as an example um, because I think everybody else is doing that and you know what they said sort a of- bloody brilliant example. They've won nine out of 10 test matches, having won one out of 17 before Brenda McCullum and Ben Stokes took over. There are many aspects that are admirable. Um, There are many that are impractical for other teams to try and emulate. But one, I think to me, fundamentally, at the core of their change in approach is the demystification of test cricket. And Mickey Arthur, I think, Enhanced the mystification of Test cricket when he became coach, and I say that because um, I, 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 you know Mickey and I are very good friends. We, we go back a long, long way, um, but he always said, um, you know, Test cricket is the is the pinnacle, and and he he used the word, you know, it's like going to. Uh, A cathedral um (laughs) you 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 don't go in jeans and and t-shirt you know you it it was a whole and what ben stokes and and brendan mccullum have have said is bollocks to that rubbish let's just demystify let's just treat it as as an enter form of entertainment let's get on the stage and entertain people and do everything we can to win which is fabulous um anyway um I'm losing the point here. Um, n- never matter. N- n- never mind. No, but just is, a quick it's comment a on that, and
0: then it's a good point. I mean, you, you say Mickey said you can't wear jeans to cathedral. I promise you, the cathedral that Ben Stokes and Co are currently playing at now—they've got rock and roll going, but the whole congregation is rocking and they love it. So you change with the times. You, you know, you. I get Mickey's points, but that, that's then. Boxing your audience and saying they will only accept you scoring two runs and over and, you know, and bowling 20 overs for, for, for 30, and that's good cricket. Not five for 20 in seven overs and scoring at five and over. Cricket's cricket. It's entertaining. If the game is moving forward, you still play the same shots. You still play a cover drive. It's just you're playing three cover drives instead of one every 12 balls. You know, the it, you still have to apply the the, the the same techniques. It's just more aggressive, not reckless. It's more aggressive. There's an urgency, uh, and and <laughs> I I'd, I'd certainly watch that urgency over plodding along and trying to survive and not surviving, <laughs> which is which is what you know our audiences have had to watch, unfortunately, for. <laughs> for most of this year
1: okay um we'll take a short break and uh, come back with one more short whammy section hi i'm nikesh Raghani, commentator and host of the india on 99.94 podcast several times each week my co-host sarah Waris and i We'll be bringing you the very best in Indian cricket chat. Whether we're discussing the legend of Julan Goswami, Kale Rahul's strike rate, the men's T20 death bowling woes, or the latest controversy involving the BCCI, we've got you covered. You can listen and subscribe via your usual podcast provider. Just search for India on 99.94. You can watch us via YouTube and you can download the 99.94 app. If you love Indian cricket, then join our conversation. Right, Sams, um, just a a final thought on the reaction um, from South African fans and supporters back home um, and, I guess, around the world. You you can never be sure on social media whether people are uh, at home or not. But um, I do think we should touch on the... (laughs) cheap shots aimed at a very soft target uh, people saying that uh, that the quotas are are partly to blame for south Africa 's current demise um, and I always I, I, I always go back to that great lesson that um, I learned when Dale stain and abie de Villiers were were selected in the same at the same time into the into the test team as as twenty one and 22, I think they might have be both 21, sorry, but, you know, and they'd played 11 and 13 first-class games, respectively. So they were thrown into the deep end. And a dear friend of mine said to me, I, I was saying how progressive and, uh, and, and forward-thinking that selection was, and a dear friend of mine said to me, what, what would you have said if they were black? <laughs> and and that stuck with me for, for ever since. And and it and it it pains me really, you know, to see the number of people are saying, that, <laughs> calling Temba Bavuma and Kaya Zondo quoted players um, without bothering to do the research and to look at the numbers. And you know what? And there are plenty of cheap shots to be had. And Kaya Zondo's got a first-class batting average of just over 30. But it, it, that doesn't matter, does it? Because it's the last two years. It, they, they have been selected. Well, temba is continually selected because he, import, he scores important runs. He doesn't go on um, as much as he should. He's the first to acknowledge that. But, you know, it's 2050s and 53 test matches not great. My point is, who's better? Now, there are some youngsters, definitely, and we've mentioned them now, but for, for the majority of his career, who was better? Who was he keeping out of the team? Um, so, so I'm, gonna, I'm just putting all the heat on you and, uh, and asking you to, um, as I, I've written many times, no, no, don't, don't take a cheap shot at a soft target and blame transformation um, for South Africa's current demise because it's not like that because Kaizondo and Tempo Bavuma are in the squad on recent form merit
0: yeah well that's if you're not going to give a solution and you're just going to complain for the hell of it it's not even a discussion worth having who who would you rather have you know currently who who, who would you rather have that that's on the squad because unfortunately that's the squad that was chosen so it's not as if the options that we've discussed are even options for the third test the only thing that you can change really is put a spinner in for a pace bowler so these are you know mood conversations to to justify the the frustration these guys don't pick themselves um and they never have their their numbers like you said the numbers that they've put up for a couple of years have have justified you know because they 've gone with the glacial system that we 've spoken about that eventually it 's your turn well it's it 's their turn yeah it's their turn if that's your picking criteria it 's their turn if if you, you you did it differently and you say the standout essay on nineteen player every year is going to be given a chance, different story but you, you write about Dale and a B um, and a B has said often that he felt uncomfortable for a long time, and the only thing that kept him. Hussein was being surrounded by superstars who showed him the standards. And when he failed and played a shot not dissimilar to de Brain's shot in the first day, he was told in uncertain terms, you will not. You will not play this game for a long time if that's how you're going to approach it. If you don't, if you don't put a, a bigger premium on your, on your talent, you're just going to disappear by the wayside. And he had a few of those and he knows it. Um, biggest issue with South African cricket at the moment, whether you want to call them quotas or transformation or whatever, the biggest problem is the lack of accountability. The tough conversations that, that AB and Dale would have had as 21-year-olds learning are not being had now. They're not being had. And, 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 and that's why nothing changes. That's why you don't score 200 in eight innings, because the tough conversations are just not being had. Whether that's because no one is willing to have them or no one is capable of having them, you gotta you gotta put people in there, you know. With reputations in sport, <laughs> Alex Ferguson had a hairdryer treatment reputation, but look at the teams he produced and won. Because you know that he cares, and you know that if you don't meet the standards, you're not going to last. The same applies for Jose Mourinho. The same, you know. We've watched Rusty, I've worked on documentaries with Rusty uh, Erasmus where he tells you no, in no certain terms, if you don't meet your criteria as a rugby player, I don't care how talented or popular you are on social media, you're not going to play for me. There, 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 there's got to be a line in terms of hard work and perseverance and, and the things that you put in that then transfer onto the field. And if you're not holding players accountable to those standards and you're just letting them be their own bosses, this is what happens. Uh, it's 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 worrying. Um. It's really, really worrying. People are more excited to, like I said in, in previous podcasts, people are now more concerned about watching football and rugby than, than watching what should be the height of summer, your, your test team in Australia. If, if, if the alarm bells are not ringing at TSA now, then I'm not sure, I'm not sure when they, they ever will, but they have to be. SA20 might save the financial life of cricket South Africa, but the soul of it is is playing and playing at the pinnacle. If you're no longer part of the pinnacle conversation, which you're slipping away from further and further, there won't be much of a game protect because if we if, as we honest as we have been, the SA twenty is an Indian league hosted in South Africa. It's not South Africa's league. It's not South Africa's money. It's not South Africa's IP. So at some point you gotta look at it frankly and say, what is actually being produced by South Africa cricket wise at the moment? It's not a good look.
1: No, it's <clears throat> not a good look. Jeepers, That's a very quotable finish from you there. Um, I'll remember that. And um, uh, so I can't see any any change at the SCG. Um, we'll talk about it. We'll dissect it afterwards. But uh, I think Heinrich Klassen would be a better bet than Tiennes de Brain, who looked hopeless. Um, and, uh, you know, Simon Harmer, yeah come in. Sydney hasn't spun as much as it has done historically in recent years, uh, but it is still a two-spinner venue and Ashton Agar's been brought in by Australia. Uh, and I, I uh, you know, apart from Carl Verena and Marco Janssen, um, both of whom have, have shown some fighting spirit with the bat, it's just so hard to see um, a change. And I think we just have to kind of bite the bullet, endure it, Suffer the inevitable consequence at the scG and then and then come back and and really start the regrouping process and and rebuild with with purpose and determination rather than anger and recrimination
0: well the, the key to starting that process is identifying somebody who is actually going to roll up their sleeves and do the work not go through the motions that that's the reality um, go back to the T20 World Cup, do that review and be honest, hold people accountable, and then do the same for this tour. Y- you would hope that the one resolution that Cricket South Africa has for 2023 is to be truly accountable with itself uh, and, and, and look at this squarely in the eyes because it is, a, it is a game in crisis. The national product is in crisis and it's slipping down the list of priorities for the South African public day by day. Um, and it's not just on the back of the results in Australia. Um, it is it is a grim grim time to be following South African cricket at the moment, and you need to change that before the players change it. the 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 people who who govern them and pick them need to 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 hold themselves to higher standards because, um, yeah. If 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 you don't, people just stop caring, and and your players start looking elsewhere for for people who do care, um, or at the very least just improve their bottom line if 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 things are not changing in South African cricket. So that would be the urgent hope uh, that in 2023 there's gonna be a lot more accountability and and a lot more honesty and and coming out and fronting up. You know, we asked Dean Elga and coaches and people to front up after tough days. At the end of such a grim year for South African cricket, there should have been a press conference or something that addresses these things frankly and, and, and comes with remedies or plans to how the game will be changed dynamically and urgently. Not SA20, that is not a South African solution. That is an Indian plaything hosted on South African soil. It It is not a South African solution. If you ask any of the people in actual power, there's not one cent of South African money in there. They just happen to love the country and a lot of them happen to respect Graham Smith and a lot of them happen to enjoy the talents and want to work with legends who are coaching different roles. But I promise you, it's not a South African product. It's an Indian product on South African soil. So you cannot look at that and say, oh, but we've got this as a success. It's not yours. You've got to start building your own successes and you've got to start building new roads to success for for the next generation of talents. Otherwise, they're going to be playing for other countries or they're going to be playing in franchises around the world and your product is going to keep on diminishing. And
1: on that note, Sam, I will enjoy... The new year in the pleasant surrounds of Sydney. I'll have a run over the bridge um, for you. I will have uh, a glass of whatever I can afford at the Opera House. I will uh, raise a toast to you and our listeners and our readers, um, and, uh, and 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 I, I, readers. Sorry, our listeners and our viewers. <laughs> um, and, and I hope for a, a prosperous new year. And I'm I'm going to look for some uh, cheap fancy dress costumes, just so that I fit in uh, to the crowd at the SA20 when I get back.
0: Just just borrow something from Bharat, uh Sundarison. <laughs> uh, he's been. <laughs> dressing as as if he is an entire <laughs> festival itself so just get something from him and you'll be fine <laughs>
1: that's exactly what i'll do that's exactly what i'll do and i'll see you at, uh, well we'll we'll review uh, the sydney test match of course before i embark on my journey home so thank you very much indeed for for watching and uh, listening to to everybody um I'm, I'm neil manthorpe you can follow me at neil manthorpe on twitter and Magani-sama at Whamzam17 on Twitter so do please rate, review and subscribe and uh, we look forward to your company on the next episode
0: Sports stars they're like superheroes but they're actually real which is why we've made a podcast about them